Mood.tv That's a big take too. Well, welcome to Let Me Ask You a Question, the podcast. As you have already noticed, a huge gap of silence coming from the voice that would be host Anthony. The void. The, the avoid the noid. He is not feeling well. He's under the weather. Doesn't have the COVID. West Nile or what's the new one? The Delta variant. That really sounds like a, like a 1990s Midwest emo band though. Like, that would be really good. They'd be like, oh, I'm okay. But it's not that. But Anthony, we wish you were here. So get well soon. I'm producer slash host EJ. And I'm here live and direct via the Teha Connection. Gregorman. I'm not really sure where those accents all come in, but yes, I'm here. This is like two in a row. The world has been wonderful and weird and wild since the last time that we talked. We're going to just drop a little fun stuff on you. I hope you had, I guess, a a good 4th of July weekend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we haven't had it yet. We're recording before that. But I mean, after this, I'm sure Greg is going to have blown his dick off. Well, we do have a question in, in the absence of host Anthony and in the abundance of, of us. Graciously, host Anthony sent a bunch of questions for us to talk about. So, Greg, man, I'm going to allow you to, to take some hosting duties. And what what is the question of the evening? This may or may not take the whole episode. So we might actually get into more than one of these questions. But this was, I will say, initially my least favorite question. And then after just like two seconds of banter between me and EJ, decided it should be the one. Why do things always seem so much worse at 4 a.m.? 4 a.m. 4 a.m. That's the question. I instantly went to positive scenarios with my 4 a.m. Because some of the best times I've ever had have been at 4 a.m. When they were things that I was doing on purpose. (laughs) Or things where like I was out and about and it happens to be 4 a.m. And most of the time it's really good because you're like out and about. But I can also reminisce and think about the bad times at 4 a.m. So this is... This is kind of interesting. So, like, good times at 4 a.m. I could I could recall living in New York City, and my cousin came from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Greg was there with his brother and a couple other of our cats. I was, was going to say, I'm on the inverse of EJ's side, but this specific story is immediately what I went back to, and I was like, I guess not everything at 4 a.m. is bad. Yeah, so we started our night at probably a regular time. It was, like, probably 8 p.m., but we... We did it right. We we got some uh, educational and recreational frenetics and phonics, and and it made the night better and better and better. We ended up jamming in a music studio in Williamsburg. Crashing the boys. Crashing the boys. And we eventually wandered away walking over the Brooklyn Bridge and, and, and ending somewhere up in the city. And this took over the course of several, several hours. And we watched the sunrise. I got McDonald's and then drove to Pennsylvania <laughs> without sleeping. <laughs> Yeah, that was nutty. So four AM in that scenario was a good was a good moment. It was it was. And you immediately made me have to take back my instant answer, which was nothing is good at four AM. But yeah, no, I mean that was one of those for sure. And there are there have been plenty of nights where I was out, especially in New York, where it actually is the city that never sleeps and you can be out till four AM doing something fun. But yeah, I mean, my the, the inverse for me, I was just like, what you know, most times at four AM and even in some of those times you look at the clock and you're like, shit, it's 4 a.m. Like, why? Why? And then on the opposite side of that, you might be waking up at 4 a.m. And then you're asking yourself, 
why why so that's why i went immediately to the negative yes and i do agree that things are much worse at 4 a.m but yeah i think because you know this show deals in percentages and in in bruce hornsby's so i'm gonna agree that i think percentage wise most of the 4 a.m's are probably not so good because i think i've probably had endless 4 a.m's where i was still awake trying to fall asleep Mm. and just couldn't and those are the worst because you're like, 4 a.m. is the point of no return. Now I'm going to sleep for like an hour or two. And you know you're going to be numb in the face, tired for either your job or whatever you got going on the next day. So those 4 a.m.s are the worst. But also a testament to the 4 a.m.s, it's got the highest highs and the lowest lows. <laughs> I mean, like my best 4 a.m.s are probably better than my best three two and one a.m.s like my best 4 a.m.s are really magical when it's a good 4 a.m. it's a really good 4 (laughs) a.m. like that's the truth since we're going percentages i would say that 98.5 percent of the times that you are waking up at 4 a.m. are negative Mm. there is that one time and even that though like if you're like waking up to get on a plane that's going someplace awesome it's still not great that you're waking up at 4 a.m. it's just great what you're doing after the fact so the 4 a.m. still sucks at that point yeah. Now percentages on the being up until 4 a.m. Because I was going to say, I've had some where like I'm at the office working until 4 a.m. on those crazy ass, like, you know, we do turnarounds for live events and TV production where it went live, but then you have to cut the next version because you don't air the live version, generally speaking, afterwards. Hmm. And it has, it's coming out the next day. And we would be in, in an edit until six, seven. I once was running through the streets of New York delivering tapes as they were you know being completed but those are like fun at like 2 a.m you're like oh man it's crazy it sucks we're all here but we're all here together and then by 4 or 5 a.m you're just like nope (laughs) you're like i don't this was fun and we may be drinking or getting breakfast but like it's not fun anymore (laughs) so the story doesn't doesn't make up for it like it's a great story it's yeah it's a cool story but no it doesn't i mean when you're especially if i like bring myself back to where I was at 4 a.m. in that edit. You know, I've had times where I was just like, you know, a PA grunt waiting for stuff. So I'm just, you know, hand under the fist under the chin, literally nodding off, trying to be ready for that person who's like, coffee, we need it now. Or (laughs) go print out these scripts. We're changing it and deliver it to all the editors or like, you know, the stuff like that. And then I've been the one like sitting directly behind the editor, like "Um, there's a flash frame there. Uh, no, we got to lose that. Didn't they say something about not having the penis moment in there? Yeah, we got to lose the penis moment. <laughs> and it's like, it's not fun because you had been doing that for probably the previous 10 hours. And now it's 4am and you are still doing that. Jeez. Yeah. So, I mean, you do get the story. And then generally speaking, we had some good post 4am drinking somehow, even if it's like breakfast time, because we're like, hey, we're all delirious and we should all go home and go to sleep. Or... We can go get like breakfast car bombs and get some breakfast at some random bar that's still open or is open always. And we would do that <laughs> drink and then go home by like noon and then fall asleep for, you know, 36 hours or whatever it would be. Yeah. But that 4 a.m. on the button almost every time for me, it's not good. But like, I do agree when the 4 a.m. is good, it is probably better than most times well i think that's wonderful that's probably a decent time to take a break while we're on this break think about your 4 a.m's think about your 4 p.m's think about your 4 b.m's just think about everything that is around four o'clock and four things i have at least at least four b.m's <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be right back after this wonderful tune Hoo-bah. 
and we're back from that wonderful break. Oh my, the time it did take. My loins, they certainly do quake. I'm sorry, I missed the demon. <laughs> I guess I'm just saying I missed the demon. Cha-cha-cha-cha. <laughs> we do have a wonderful text message, so I th- it's something we wanted to address because uh, I p- thank you so much for listening and texting in anybody, but... We, we made an error on our last episode and an omission on our last episode. So uh, I'm going to call out the uh, the phone number now so that the whole world can know who it was. It is 610-2577. So, hey, just listen to the newest episode. Have you guys not heard of the Seinheim show Ass Ass Ends? I kept expecting Anthony to bring it up. It deals with this very thing and strikes a good balance of revealing their motivations without ionizing. I think that says ionizing. It might say lionizing. I talked to my friend Eric Below about it on this episode of my web series. He authored the play 26 Pebbles about the Sandy Hook shooting. Also, Maleficent is the antagonist of Sleeping Beauty, not Snow White. That's from our longtime listener. Thank you so much. Go to YouTube and search for Dan Pardo, and you'll see his wonderful web series there. So thank you so much for writing in. No, I've never heard of Ass Ass Ends, so I I really apologize. Anthony's the one who works in theater, so I mean no offense. I'm sure it's a great show. But I also want to say it's on me for the Sleeping Beauty thing. It's obviously Sleeping Beauty, not Snow White from Maleficent. But I did make that mistake. I'm very sorry. But thank you for pointing that out. Thank you for writing in. We have to have you on the show sometime, Dan. We really appreciate it. So, Gregoman, Assassins, no? I got nothing. I remember a sweet movie with Sylvester Stallone and Antonio Banderas called Assassins. That's what I was thinking of, but I kept on. I went straight to Desperado because I was like, <laughs> different movie completely. But I was like, Desperado was pretty sweet with Antonio Banderas, and maybe that's where I got it from. So if the Steven Sondheim play is anything like that, I'd probably enjoy it. Either Desperado or Assassin's the movie. <laughs> it's a lot of range there. Very different. Or really any anything that Antonio Banderas is in. If it's if it's like anything that Antonio Banderas has ever been, <laughs> we'll like it for sure. We'll probably like it for sure. Probably. <laughs> Yeah, I think we've come to the bottom of the 4 a.m. question, that 4 a.m. is the best and the worst. So what do you say we dive into another question, Gregor Man? What do you got? How have the devices you use, computers, smartphones, etc., actually changed the way you think? Or do you feel that they haven't? Mm, big little question. I can remember looking at maps with my dad trying to find random restaurants that were in flyers that were at other restaurants outside in the lobby. That was a thing. You would pick up a flyer at George's Steak Shack and it would say like, hey, come down to Bertha's Barn and Grill and you would have an address on there and you had to look it up on a fucking map using X and Y axes and shit and then you just drove. And that was how we did things. And if you got lost, you made a wrong left turn. You didn't like cut off the exit and go backwards. You didn't know where you're going to begin with. So it wasn't like a big deal. So now technology, I put my Google Maps in. I know what time I need to be there. I don't leave early because the map already tells me what time early and late is. So definitely navigating the roads has changed the way that I act. And the GPS kind of came in and helped a little bit, but the GPS didn't really do it like the phone does. The phone, the all-in-one that I can be texting and listening to music and also at the same time trying to see where I'm operating my vehicle that's going as fast as a bullet. Like that really, for me, really changed things in a major, major way. I would say that before all this stuff, I just knew the shit that I had to do. 
I, you know, I played a lot of sports growing up and like, even when I got a little bit older and, and, you know, was driving and stuff, I don't even think, cause we didn't have smartphones when we started driving right now. No, not us. No. So like I knew when I had like a thing, like, oh, I got a soccer game or I got to practice or I got to go to a chorus concert or something. Like I didn't have this little calendar reminder on my phone to tell me, which now I don't remember anything I ever have to do until the alert on my phone goes off hmm. and it's like, Hey, don't, don't forget this thing. Or I like look ahead in the map and, or the, uh, the map in the calendar. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I have an appointment this day or something else. Back then I just like, it happened and I just had it in my, my memory banks that like, Oh, this is what I have to do. I got to do these things. And I know the dates and the times that I have to do them. Hmm. And I didn't really think about it until you started going off on the maps. Cause I do remember the sweet killer, like pamphlet racks that were at like every place you ever went to. So, like, everyone, you can always find a paintballing, skirmish paintball pamphlet. Yeah. But, yeah, when you were talking about that, I was like, I was like, oh, man. I was like, I really did always, like, just remember shit. And, I mean, obviously, I'm sure my parents had something to do with that. Or you would put it on a physical calendar. But, like, if you were out, you wouldn't just be like, oh, let me see what I have to do. You'd be like, oh, I have to go home and see if I have anything on my calendar. <laughs> but, I, but I would just know that, you know? Yeah, totally. I guess that's something. Because originally, I didn't. I couldn't think of anything for this question. I was like, that's tough to think about. Because I mostly because I feel like I don't remember a lot of pre-smartphone and good laptop things, but uh, it's it's coming back when you tell stories. I didn't make that same assimilation. Like I still, my calendar is mostly still in my brain, mostly, mm. and I still do have a place. You know, I do have a digital calendar that I look at, but I only ever look at it on my desktop, so it's almost like it's written down anyway. So that's really interesting that you. That's one tool that you've used to go all in on. Uh, Another thing that was really big when we were kids, and my parents were so proud that they earned them. You know, we were, as the Simpsons say, upper, lower, middle class or whatever. So it was a big deal whenever we got like an encyclopedia set. We got a Funkin' Wagnalls encyclopedia set. Uh, Oh, man. There was another one that was really big at the time that they showed on TV. It was like Encyclopedia Britannica. Britannica. We didn't have that. We had the Funkin' Wagnalls one. But for people who might not even know, although I think... Most of our listeners are probably about our own age. And Encyclopedia was like an expounded dictionary uh, over books and books and books. It was like a Wikipedia, it was a set of books that had facts in them, basically. And you could look at them up according to alphabet. So, like, if there was something, because I just like now, I love my facts and my factoids and I love my trivia. But back in the day, you had to look it up. And I did. I would go, like, hey, what is the capital of Fallujah? Which I'm not even sure actually talking now if Fallujah is the capital of some other place. So how about that? <laughs> but I would go look that up in my Encyclopedia Britannica and read it. And like the really odd thing about things that time as opposed to the phone, which really did change things, is that they would print something and it would come out six months later. And by the time that you got it six months later, that wouldn't even even a country anymore. Like I don't know how many times like the Croatia and we're talking about USSR and all that stuff. There's like, if you ever are at a Goodwill, I'm sure you can find an encyclopedia with 30 countries that don't exist because it was printed one one moment after the time that that happened. So certainly now as the person that I am, every time I have, have any question about a voice actor or uh, something I see, like I look it up. I like to know things that way. And not that it's super important, but it's just it's, that's another tool, of course, that now having the encyclopedia in your pocket is super cool. Yeah, I guess as part of like kind of anthony's question i would say that our memories now are probably not as good overall like on a very grand scheme thing because you can always 
like I, I can't, I'm like you, I constantly look stuff up on IMDb or whatever it is. I don't ever retain that information. Mm. And it's almost like it's because I know that if I ever need it again, and I probably have done this, looked up the same thing repeatedly because I'm like, I know I looked it up, but I can't remember. So I'm just going to look it up again. Mm. Mm-hmm. Whereas like when you did that encyclopedia thing, it's like you almost have like a photographic memory of that section of the encyclopedia that you read because you kind of had to. Hmm. And like are bibliographies even a thing anymore? <laughs> yeah, they're at the bottom of blog pages for some reason that doesn't matter. Huh. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, but yeah, I know what you mean. It's uh that's interesting. I wonder if that that has had an impact. Like there's no urgency to remember because you can always look it back up. So do always. do brains still remember or not? Like I'd be very curious to see the the stats on that. Cuz like I've always had the kind of memory like that uh what's his name? The Dewey kid from Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> his whole thing was like he had to like repeat stuff out loud or something like that. I do that and I need to do that so that I can internalize things and I've always done that whether it be the encyclopedia or the phone. So I just wonder overall if like, yeah, people are like, oh, I don't need to memorize it. I think that's certainly true to go back to my directions thing. There's certainly places where whenever I was reading a map and I needed to get there that first time, I would definitely remember it quicker to get there than every time where I've just put it on the maps and I don't pay attention to where I'm going. Yeah. So certainly with the directions, I agree with you on that. But like, there's other things where I'm thinking like I've, I've looked up on like uh pinterest or tiktok or what have you a recipe but it only takes me once but i don't know if that's because it's an interactive video i don't know if that's because i went through the actions and i was mindful of it Mm -hmm. as opposed to where i'm driving where it's like this is an hour-long thing i can just check out so (laughs) hey i I don't suggest you ever check out while you're driving ej (laughs) you throw in your podcast you take your pants off you just see where the day takes you (laughs) you know 4 a.m rolls around you're having a great time And all of a sudden, you're at uh, Poncho's Mexican Buffet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's a good place to stop. What do you think, Gregor Man? I think we um, got to the bottom of two questions, just barely. Yeah, but just barely. I think this was a fun one. Technology's great. We hope you had a a fun and safe 4th of July. We hope Anthony can can crawl out of the grave. And uh, Greg's going face next season, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. This is Let Me Ask You a Question, the podcast. I've been host ej and that's the grega man yep you can find us on social media pretty much everywhere at lamayak pod that's l-m-a-y-a-q pod that would be on your instagram your twitter facebook reddit thank you sean i i hate you but you are a lovely man there will be a video up by the time you listen to this episode so enjoy it <laughs> i'll have to follow as well and make a second video and then figure out an actual content plan for the tiktoks but I got to get something up because Sean, thank you, is officially following the Lamayak TikTok. Also, we have a donation platform called Coffee. So head over to moot.tv. That's where the podcast is hosted. It's our mother website or brother or sister or father, whatever you like. And you can go on there, click on any of the episodes, and then you can click on the donate button. You can give us some money. Also on moot.tv, there's a shop link or store link. And feel free to buy some of our merch. That's probably the best way to not only represent love for Mayak, but also to give us some some money so we can keep doing what we want to do which is just talk and be friends and hopefully inspire others and be inspired by you it's wonderful anything else greg man <laughs> nope you, you covered all the inspiration <laughs> i ran it into the ground <laughs> okay well thank you so much uh, everybody listening and as anthony would say scram <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
Mood.tv. So enjoy it.